the Career Mindset Podcast with Fenya and Christina, the duet that is helping you thrive in your career and live a greater life. This podcast is inspired by the UK-based Greek-certified career coaches Christina and Fenya. They met just before the coronavirus pandemic broke out in the world, and since then they keep connecting weekly, discussing all things career and life. This is our attempt to share our insights with you. Welcome to the Career Mindset Podcast, How to Handle a Difficult Team Member at Work. Today's episode aims to share examples of difficult relationships at work, what makes these relationships challenging, and how to bridge the gap and make communication more effective. So, Fenya, have you ever worked with a difficult person? Of course, I have worked with a difficult person and I think that everyone has worked uh, with a difficult person at least once in their life. But uh, let me start uh, with the definition of a difficult uh, person. So a difficulty member is simply put someone who is causing problems in the workplace and uh, some problems are, are more obvious than others. Some examples, some examples and experiences of uh, this behavior can be team members who don't do what they say, a boss that never keeping to an agreed direction, a bullying team member, disrespect such as racist, patronizing comments, etc. Nepotism, certain people favoring people they like, gossiping or stealing. And uh, let me share, Christina, my my own personal experience with uh, a difficult person. So it wasn't my first job ever. I had to face a difficult person. And uh, the problem that we had is the lack of the communication. So imagine I didn't have any experience on how to react in these situations. I didn't know how to, to manage a person like that. It was very difficult for me. And so in order to, uh, let's give more details for that. This person, if uh, when they wanted to, to ask something from me regarding the job or if uh, when they wanted to say something to me, they would do it by writing on sticky notes. They wouldn't what? come. Yes, they wouldn't come to me in person and ask to me like proper professionals what yes, <laughs> yes yes and I was so young it was my first job and I was it was very shocking for me I'm shaking my head over yeah. here thinking wow and that was your manager yeah mm. yes <laughs> no wonder you're a career coach huh Yes, yeah, it was very bad, and uh, I tried to to have meetings with them and uh, have a have a proper conversation in order to find out more about it and how to solve this problem. I I tried a lot, but uh, and during the meetings, everything was very fine. We had almost we had jokes. We had uh, not fun, but you know we we can laugh together. 
having practiced the, 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 the things were very difficult. So after some time, I decided to stop trying anymore and I decided to, to focus on my job and just that. Of course, I was so sad about it and um, I wanted to leave the job and I did it after some months, yes. However, uh, I won't uh, regret it. I don't regret it anymore. And so now I can see that uh, it was a great lesson for me and uh, it made me stronger and uh, it made me realize how to, it gave me experience on how to 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 react and how can I can manage people like this in situations like this. So yes, Absolutely. I was glad. And I'm glad. So and, much. And, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this experience because, yes. you know, especially when this difficult person in inverted comas is, is your manager, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to bring them around to yes. your communication style, yeah. to what really makes you thrive, right? And when they're not willing to move, <laughs> um, even harder. I mean, heroic mm-hmm. for your first job and yes. it definitely taught you what not to you know, do to others yeah, for sure yeah. wow wise wise learning experience for for Fenya first thing oh yeah it was so very big okay what about you do, do you have any an experience like that or a different experience and tell us yeah. what situations make a relationship challenging yeah so um I may use a few examples from uh, my clients really because they they always bring those challenges to me right so I'm going to cover a, um, an array of you know th- those were the themes you've given us and a really personal you know uh, relatable example Fenya but actually there's a few little things that end up really eroding relationships at at work Exactly what you mentioned, the no communication. (laughs) Mm. And this has two facets, right? When people are not listening to us, we may be saying something, but they're just not registering it, or the lack of courage and confidence for us to speak up, especially, as you mentioned, in a situation when you are being managed and therefore your performance and the recognition at your job, you know, really relies on the manager. (laughs) I mean, quite a tough conversation to to have there to, to say to them look you you you're not managing me well you're not communicating I mean you know where do you go with that right um so that's one example and then when we don't have the opportunity to speak about things that have an impact on us or the chance to improve them by giving feedback so exactly your situation right when the door is not open for us to do something about it with this person this makes the the situation and the relationship particularly challenging, I find. Now, a few other situations that I have come across with my clients many, many times and personally at work, the power politics, right? And the culture at work. For example, emails at 11 p.m. late at night and the expectation to respond around the clock or staying late at work for presenteeism, basically to be seen to be working rather than actually being productive at work. Other things that really um, affect people greatly um, when they're working with a person who has uh, stereotypes and they haven't worked on them or they're not even aware of them or certain opinions like cultural narratives such as sexism or racism, as you mentioned, and, and they keep coming up with them, right? And they're doing it under the banner of I'm joking, but they're actually can be quite offensive and quite personal. Um, as well. And it's a tough one, this one, because can you not joke at work? But then if it's personal, then, you know, it it really affects the dignity of somebody else. 
um, or perhaps us in this case. The other thing is the consistent undermining, uh, bullying, um, distrusting and disempowering colleagues in the workplace. You know, um, I think you mentioned about gossiping when you when you opened up um, this podcast. You know, when when you have a colleague who consistently just tries to really bully you, distrust you, say bad things behind your back and so on, it can be really, really a challenging situation to have to cover your back all the time. Um, and it's one of those difficult situations that you don't know where to start, especially when the person is senior. Um, another thing is disrespect of personal boundaries. And it, it may be just people are not aware, but again, if you don't have the channel to communicate, this can become a very stressful matter at work when people don't respect boundaries, but also when we don't have a chance to put our boundaries in place and enforce them. And this is an ongoing um, struggle for people. And it's not the last, but uh, for, for our case today, the lack of accountability during teamwork can really create a lot of stress for other people. So I may say, yeah, let's meet later in an hour, and then I'm nowhere to be seen in the office, or or I promise I would have the report ready by tonight and then nobody gets it. And then I don't speak. I ghost people basically until I get it done and I don't let them know. Whereas other people rely on my work to be able to complete theirs on time. And especially <laughs> imagine that if, if you're exposed to clients uh, when internal team members are not delivering their work, right? So yeah. these are some of the major examples that I end up discussing with my clients a lot and I have been through as well. So I thought it would be good to, to showcase. Yeah. Them. Yes, and thank you for sharing. And um, I'm trying all this time to, to decide what is the most common, but I think that everything is so common to, to the jobs and the combination of these as well mm-hmm. is very common. So I don't just choose one of these. Yeah. We all have to deal with them at any one point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So look, the, these are, I mean, ongoing real challenges for everyone out there. And um, what would you suggest we can do to start bridging the gap in, in the communication, but also the gap between two people who are having a difficult relationship, right? Because it's not about the other person. It's about being able to come close. Yes. What would you suggest? So I, I have a, a guide today. I want to share some tips and on how to deal with a difficult member and how to, to bridge the gap. So let's start. Tip number one, identify ground zero. Find the people who are the root source of the frustration and just, just not the ones who are responding to anger, but the origin. Tip number two, try to stay cool. Don't get swept along by their negativity. Respond to their difficult disposition with rationality and avoid escalating the problem with your own visible frustration. Tip number three, observe the troublemakers. Observe and actually listen. It's very important to listen to what they've been difficult about. See how many different issues they create in one day or one week to get a scope of the problem. Tip number four, pinpoint the reasons they're being difficult. Ask yourselves, do they hate change halfway through a project? Are they just sick of a certain type of project? Or do they respond badly to pressure or feedback? Tip number five, pick your battles. 
just take a step back, take a breath, and again, ask yourself, is their difficult behavior sometimes helpful when analyzing team progress or failures? Decide if they're actually the devil's advocate you need, because, you know, always we need someone to challenge us sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And tip number six, talk to them. If possible, carefully ask others if they notice the same behavior. And if it disrupts their work, if you're the only two body heads, maybe reevaluate your own behavior. Tip number seven, pull them aside, set up a meeting to discuss the problem, give them room to air and listen to their suggestions for improvement. Tip number eight, resolve the issue together. If they give you suggestions for positive change, try to implement the change together. Giving them responsibility may improve their attitude. Tip number nine, give them gentle reminders. If their behavior persists after your conversation, ask them how they feel about the changes in in progress. And if they're negative, ask what else you can do. And last but not least, tip number 10, just wait. Most people cannot change overnight and it will take time to break their habit of being difficult. Give them time and give them space to let the message sink in and solidify. And in in general, just be yourself and be willing to to be wrong. It's totally okay. And just remember, we have different experiences and look at things from different lenses. So the point of bridging the gap is not to prove who's right or not, but to come closer to each other and see from their perspective. That's so, so true. That's exactly. so true. Mm-hmm. And Christina, tell us, how can we actually handle this conversation? How? What are the tips and the ways? Yes. Um, so obviously, Fenya, you gave us like the the actual tip book, you know, of of how, you know, we can actually bridge that gap. And here I'm going to try and introduce a few more in-depth tips on how to handle the conversation at the heat of the moment, hopefully, right? So when we become aware of the situation and what is happening, the advantage and the responsibility actually falls on us to make a first step. We would love the difficult person to change, but actually the responsibility to help them is ours and to talk about our feelings and the impact that our colleague's behavior has on us. For example, you can actually say if one of your colleagues is late constantly in the meetings and you get upset, then how on earth will they ever know if you never tell them that? But all they see is that you're just upset, right? And no matter how silly this sounds, you need to let them know the impact their behavior has on you. Um, You also need to keep trying to bridge the gap and come closer to them, as Fenya said, and see from their perspective. It is not about them changing after you told them. So don't go into a conversation with uh, with the expectation that, yeah, I told you you're late, now you have to be on time. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. It is about removing the me and then that distance between you and them. It's not about telling them you're annoying me and you need to change. It's about letting them know you cannot work effectively in this way and sharing their responsibility to improve as well and making it yours too. And don't put labels and judgments before you know what's going on for the other person. That's actually quite important because you never know what's happening in other people's lives behind closed doors. For example, a colleague that is not performing, there may be domestic violence happening. 
uh, at home. Um, you know, they may be going through financial hardship, either theirs or their families. They may have gone through um, a loss of a loved one. We never really know. So um, try going into this conversation with compassion because otherwise, you know, the other person is not going to open up if they feel judged in that conversation. Um, people's behaviors are never personal to us. That's a great reminder because most of the times we believe that they do what they do to make us feel bad because we've been tolerating it for so long and we haven't been speaking. We just bottle it up, right? (laughs) But this is all about our self-beliefs and how we feel about ourselves. It's not their fault. Most people are habitual creatures. They don't know. They're unaware of what their behavior can mean to us. (laughs) So they just go around their life doing what they've always done. It's normally not personal to us, by the way. Um, And it's important to be consistent in calling it out. What I mean by that is that if the behavior is not improving so that we can help the other person to understand their impact, we need to be occasionally reminding them in a friendly way, you were late again, you know, that that really has an impact on me. Remember, what can I actually do to help you? Is there something I can do? And come from a place of really being there for them and supporting them. Um, But it's important to call it out. If they're not doing it, don't let it, you know, slip. Um, Their behavior is important if it's upsetting you. Um, We need then finally to drop the expectation of others changing to fit our model of life and the ways of working. We cannot expect that others are wrong, as Fenya said, and we are right, and therefore they need to fix their behavior to fit ours. (laughs) But being able to express our sorrows genuinely without blame towards the other side and finding a constructive way to reconcile the gap in perspectives and understanding is what we're here to suggest, not here to, to suggest to tell off people in your office, right? (laughs) It's not about winning an argument or changing the other person to fit our preferences. It's important to use a lot of empathy and understand what is going on for others. Offer to support them if they want to meet your needs and give them the gift of feedback and chance to create a flourishing partnership at work. And who does not like that at work, right? Yes. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you, Fenya, for deciding on this um, concept and on this podcast theme. And I hope we can help a lot of people really bridge the gap between a lot of people struggle. So let us know guys what you think. And if you've got any questions with a difficult colleague at work, Fenya and I were both career coaches with a lot of experience. We're dealing with these things every single day in our work. So we'd be delighted to offer some insights or help if you need it. Hope you enjoyed our podcast and see you soon. Bye. Bye. was the Career Mindset Podcast with Fanny and Christina, the duet that is helping you thrive in your career and live a greater life. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if so, please rate it on iTunes. Feel free to ask us any questions you have or topics you want to discuss. We'd love you to connect with us at LaRoot Coaching and Eudaimonia Coaching UK on social media. 
Check our podcast description for our details and we hope to see you again soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.